Yeah, sending this one out to my man Killer B. No doubt, indeed. Without weed, you know what I'm saying? That old real shit. There's a war going on outside, no man is safe from. You could run, but you can't hide forever from these streets that we done took. You walking with your head down, scared to look. You shook, cause ain't no such things as halfway crooks. They never around when the beef cooks in my part of town. It's similar to Vietnam. Now we all grown up and old and be on the cops' control. They better have the riot gear ready. Trying to back me and get rock steady. By the Mac 1 double, I touch you and leave you with not much to go home with. My skin is thick, cause I'll be up in the mix of action. If I'm not at home, puffing live, relaxing. New York got a nigga depressed, so I wear a slug proof underneath my guest. God bless my soul before I put my foot down and begin to stroll into the drama I built. And all unfinished beef, you will soon be killed. Put us together, it's like mixing vodka and milk. I'm going out blasting, taking my enemies with me. And if not, they scar, so they will never forget me. Lord forgive me, the Hennessy got me not knowing how to act. I'm falling and I can't turn Yo, back. I gotta say before I say anything else. Prodigy is aging like fine wine these days. Yeah. This album is aging like fine wine these days. Rest in peace, Prodigy. We love you, Prodigy. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Rest in peace, Philando Castile. Rest in peace, Brianna Taylor. Ahmaud Arbery. Rest in peace, Eric Garner. I can't breathe. Rest in peace, Eric Garner. I can't breathe. Rest in peace, George Floyd. I can't breathe. And rest in peace, Mike Brown. I'm going to tell y'all, we got a great show for y'all today. We got a really great list of albums to get to talk to. A lot of great music that I'm thankful to have listened to this weekend. Very entertained by the music I heard this weekend. I'm very excited to share it and talk about it with you guys and to talk about it with PAX. But there's definitely a few things we got to get out of the way first. I'm going to let PAX get his shit off the way he likes to get his shit off in a little bit. But I'm going to take my own five minutes probably to uh, introduce us, let y'all know what we're listening to, let you know what we're going to talk about, and then I'm going to pass the mic to Trent and then we're going to get busy, all right? <clears throat> so again, uh, yeah, later on in this episode, Lil Yachty, Freddie Gibbs, Alchemist, Madani, Lucky as well, all albums I was really excited about. And, and welcome to the New Music Monday Podcast, Bridge City Boys, the voice of the motherfucking Northwest. What's up? What's happening? I am your man, BCB Dev. This is BCB Pax in the building. Uh, Dev Domolino, a.k.a. Chicken Nugget Man, a.k.a. Devon Dudley, a.k.a. Uh, Devin Durant, a.k.a. Uh, Experiment 6 Dev 6. And then we got Pax. What's up? What's <laughs> Pax? And I'm gonna run the mob deep right back while we do this. <clears throat> Yo, so I just want to say uh, to anyone listening to us right this second that uh, we're we're we are really just kind of experiencing and observing what's happening across several states in the United, most states in the 
in the country right now. But to my listeners, to people that listen to me and value my opinion and the opinion of Trent, um, there's a couple non-negotiable things that you know I have to make sure me and you stand for while we're while we're here. Um, what is happening to us around the U.S., myself and everybody else, at its core, we cannot forget this. At its core, is about justice. For George Floyd and for those people I mentioned and for all the other names that are out there, those are just the names that, that, that come to mind to me today because of how they relate to this, this specific example. Uh, but this this is at its core about people who, who die in vain and become unwilling martyrs in this fight that has just eluded us for years and years and years. And at its core, this is a rebellion rather than, um, I mean, it's a, it's a rebellion. It's an uprising. And that uprising is against class. It's against police. It's against exploit. And it's against control. Specifically, those are the things that people want to see made differences upon. You may not agree with the arms that they've taken up or the... the decisions that they've made to do that but remind yourself that at the core of the protesting this is what it's all about <clears throat> the second thing to turn my attention to is probably our listeners uh our friends both on the internet and the people that we went to high school with and grew up in the city with and that live around us still many of y'all i know if you're listening to this are young and white and several of y'all are male and uh, I just wanted to point out a phrase I've been seeing going around a lot uh, I've been seeing the phrase your silence is deafening your silence is racism your silence is killing black people which I mean I've seen that a shit ton to this point and while to an extent I believe that to be true I really want to make my own stipulation in this part of the argument that I hope y'all don't take lightly. Um, there are a number of ways to be an outlier. Or, sorry, an ally. There are a number of ways to, 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 to join this fight. And I guess I'll just say there are enough white voices in the room already. And there always have been. And there have always been probably too many white people overvaluing the voice that they have and the criticisms that they have and the vocal support that they may want to offer to causes that are not about them. I think people can understand that. And I think I think other white people are pressuring, pressuring their other white friends online to be loud. But it's really hard to trust certain people when they're loud today when they were never loud before. Or when... You know, like, I just need people that seem fed up. I know Pax is fed up because every time this kind of thing happens, I see his response to it. Okay, if you're not that kind of person, don't be that person today. Learn how to digest the information. Learn how to react accordingly. Educate yourself. Influence the people closest to you because that's what matters. You do not have to get online and say a fucking thing. Donate. Be a part of the process be present 
be realistic about what is happening to us, be compassionate, and shut the fuck up if you need to. Not everybody has to be the most vocal person in the room, and I would rather that person be a black person. And <clears throat> my social feeds are polluted with white voice after white voice after white voice, and y'all are talking to each other. Y'all live in the same cities, y'all all follow each other, y'all all follow the same accounts, y'all talk about the same thing, and you're preaching to your own choirs from my pr perspective personally. But at the core of this, you know, I want people to know that this is about something positive and for the growth of the greater good. And that goes for basically all people. Um, that's what I came in here fired up to speak about. And, you know, I pretty much said what I wanted to say. I know PAX is really big on putting your money where your mouth is and, and putting your attention where you say it is. Uh, so I would really like to hear, bro, what you have to say in terms of, uh, you know, just whatever's on your mind or at least just expressing how you have gone about trying to be down for the cause. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I want to start off by saying like, <clears throat> I agree with everything Dev just said. And... Um, <clears throat> It's like, it's like this, like, I'm not super comfortable speaking on this kind of stuff because um, I don't know where, I know how I feel about everything, but I don't know where I draw the line over where my voice should be. And so <clears throat> I think, you know, the most effective things that, you as an ally, me as an ally can do is um, listen, <laughs> uh, shut up and listen and learn. Um, I haven't done my part in that, in that realm. I, I haven't read enough. I haven't listened enough. And, and, and real quick, I want to make one more stipulation. Yeah. I think the sharing, I think like sourcing out important black voices and dis and further disseminating that information as closely as you can or directly just sharing those things like that's all cool and packs everything you've done so far like i want you guys to be vocal if you feel like being vocal but at the same time it's like i want you to do that because i know how you feel like you have a record of 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 that i don't want this to be your first rodeo because this is a really fucking important rodeo go ahead yeah, no, I um, <clears throat> I don't. I also want to preface a little bit more what I. I'm not the kind of person, and I don't think that you know, r real allyship lies in the vein of, like, th the vanity of posting on social media, um, and like, you know, one of the biggest things that I've had a problem with <clears throat> about how my peers specifically my white peers have gone about this is you know they're donating to causes that and organizations that you know first of all you should be doing your research on those organizations don't just 
yeah. you know, donate to Sean King because he's the first person you see. Like, I, ju- I just, I was up at one in the morning last night texting like 10 different friends that I saw follow Sean King still. Yo, I don't know if you know this, but don't, at very least, don't donate to this guy. Don't donate to the guy. And that that's what I mean when I say, you know, educating yourselves. It's not just about history and that's, you know, explicitly important is to learn, you know, why we have put ourselves in this situation, why we have done wrong this whole time. But it's also important to do your research and educate yourselves on the facts right now and the people that you're giving money to and the organizations, you know, I can name a couple that I've definitely thoroughly looked at before I send my money to because I want to make sure it's going to the right things. I think, uh, you know, Minnesota Freedom Fund is the one that most people know about right now. And they've pretty much said, you know, we've gotten a lot of resources already. Here's a couple more, you know, organizations that we think are doing the same sort of thing and we trust. And a couple of those are like Reclaim the Block and Black Visions. Mm -hmm. And I just think that, I say all that to say, I love that my peers are donating, but I hate that they're, you know, they feel the need to post the amount that they're donating mm-hmm. and all that shit right now, especially people, people are struggling to, you know, to make ends meet getting laid off and stuff and the pressure that it might put on somebody to see, Oh, you donated $50. Yeah. If I don't donate $50, I'm not doing enough. So then they might not do anything at all. And that's something that I posted on Instagram is just because you feel like you can't do something doesn't mean you can't do something else. And sharing the link is just as important as donating to the link, you know, pushing that information and, you know, sharing resources like podcasts and books and essays and theses. Um, are just as important as cracking one open and reading and listening to it. So pushing the information is important. That being said, just shade support where you're just like, I'm going to just stand in this corner. I'm going to boost this one, you know, post I found that's like aesthetically pleasing and it fits my, like that kind (laughs) of shit. It's hard to, it's hard to figure out when um, somebody's just being vain in these situations and my belief is like you know any word is a is a good word but like you said we need to make space for people of color to let their voices be heard in this situation um like i said i'm not super i don't i'm not super comfortable talking about this kind of stuff but that's an issue we should be very comfortable talking about this we should be talking about this with our families mm-hmm. and with our communities and with our friend, our white friends, mm-hmm. and we should be checking them at the door and, you know, our coworkers, mm-hmm. you know, I have a, I have a position of power at work now that I don't think I've been, we've been hiring and I don't think I've been putting in my due diligence and hiring practices, the, all this kind of shit. Like, I'm like just so like. I wanted to. Really, I wanted. To, I did want to circle back to uh, 
when you're talking about exactly where you're donating and whatnot, uh, I think every aspect of what like we're dealing with right now, it's really like it's so crucial to just vet your information. I mean, I cannot tell you how many, um, how many posts or images, especially just like images with text and pictures and, you know, not like real source stuff that you see on the internet, uh, that just like a little bit of skepticism and like two clicks on Google, you know, go instantly, okay, I I hear this is actually not true. So Mm -hmm. extend that to, you know, like, maybe vet where you donate or, you know, place educated bets on, you know, where the, where the most amount of your money is going to get used correctly. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you've been talking about the mint or what that fund is doing because allyship is also about like, what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? Because if you're donating to the Minnesota freedom fund, as I understand it, you are helping pay for several things, but one of those things might be, bail funds for people who are protesting and are getting arrested like that's that matters and that's a that's a direct support of the protest which is Mm -hmm. such an important piece of what's happening um but another another piece of that is is an organization like reclaim the block which is divesting money into policing and police bureaus and putting it in other efforts alternatives to policing like mm-hmm. rehabilitation and sheltering and you know providing food banks like there you're right the, the goals should be the most important part of where you're donating not just that oh i have twenty dollars extra like let me give my twenty dollars to whoever whoever asks the first link first. i see and then po- yeah and then post about it because it may i i personally also i didn't even donate to the the freedom fund i I donated to, and I didn't obviously do a ton of research into this, but I took an educated guess. The uh, the official GoFundMe fund for George Floyd and his family. For his family, yeah. You know, like, again, that does something different. Like, here is a goal they set at 1.5 mil, and by the time I got to it, it was already over 3 mil. So, yeah. you know, adding to that, like, fueling that fire is important as well. Like some news article is going to come out about how they smashed that, you know, that goal that they had set and how many people are outpouring, you know, their wallets and their hearts for these people and how many people are, you know, advocating this issue. So, again, I you know, I, I hate to take the position of having to feel like uh, I'm telling people how to act because at the end of the day, it really just does come down to your own personal decisions that I'm, I can't control. <clears throat> and I'm not asking you to control control those decisions for you, but I'm asking you if you if you value what me and Pax have to say in general about most things, just know that this is every, you know this whole section of the show is on our bottom line. Again, a lot of what we're talking about is pretty pretty non-negotiable. Educate yourself, act accordingly, act with compassion, vet your information. And check people. Influence the people closest to you. Like if you are changing the minds of your friends and your family members, like that's like we're already scratching the surface of where we need to go. Like that's the least you can do. 
Pax, anything else you got to say about? Uh, the, the last thing that I think is extremely important right now is uh, stop stop triggering shit on social media. Like stop po- stop, stop posting videos of George Floyd, of Ahmaud Arbery. Stop posting pictures of protesters that have their face in them. Like you're only contributing to trauma. You're only making it easier for policing to find protesters and activists. Like if you if you don't you don't have any you're not you're not gaining anything by posting a picture of a protest of protesters. Like you're just proving that you were there and that's not that's not what it's about. Yeah. So just be careful about what you what you're putting out there. Because it can really detrimentally affect somebody else. But that's the last thing I really have to say. Yeah. And to those who are rioting, uh, again, remember this is a this is a, a rebellion against class, police, exploit, and control. So, you know, I I, I just hope to see destruction to more of those kinds of things. Like if we're mm-hmm. gonna destroy shit. It's capitalism and it's police. That should be it. <clears throat> Other than that, man, I'm ready to talk about some music. Yeah, dude, let's get into it. Well, let's go ahead and take it from a real dark note to a real light <laughs> note. Talking about some little yachty, little boat, little boat three. The God is back. Come on, let me turn my shit up. They gon' have to the heat is over. Sipping the peace soda. The niggas decide they gon' have to the heat is over. I'm around to the beat. I think like two days ago he dropped the singles. Uh, two two parties. Split whole time. Real quick, did you did you catch this before the album? Did you listen to the album? I only caught the album full album. Okay. I was gonna ask you what you thought of it as a single, but um, this got me really excited. This guy, I was, uh, you know, I always get antsy about a, a, a little Yachty album because I, I don't know if it's gonna be trash or it's gonna be uh, one of the greatest albums I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, it could fall anywhere between those lines. Um, but but I was uh, I was kind of convinced by this <clears throat> single that we were that we were in for something pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize it was about to be 19 songs, and I think that's a problem. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. But Trent, what do you think about the album cover? I got it. Um, I got it up right now. It's pretty fire. Wait, what are we looking at? Red border, like like the like the first one. Yeah. All blacked out, like background with the little baby yachty boat. Got a chain on. They rubbing his eyes. Yeah, hella contrast, hella shadow. So you know he's, you just you just see a couple highlights there, but you could tell it's a swagged out baby yachty. I fuck with it. It's simple. I like. I like the continuation of the red border. Yes. Nice. So I always thought that. The red border was because it worked well with his hair, but now you don't got the red braids anymore. So, which I, I'm a huge fan of black hair, Lobo. I like that he switched it up. Yeah, yeah. 
think but, it's uh, cool. Not it covers Um, how many listens did you give this? I gave it one listen while I was standing in line at Trader Joe's and grocery shopping. No worries. Okay, off your one listen, what do you think? I don't. I'm in the same. I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, uh, I'm always kind of like. I'm always excited for Lil Yachty because I don't know what I'm gonna get, and. Uh, I, I was pretty happy with what I got. I think that like, um, it's a really it's really easy listen. It is a little long, but we can talk about that. But just uh, just based off of you know first appearances, I I really I thought it was pretty good. So it's cool that you had just like the one the one run through with it. Um, I probably I gave it several listens, like probably three or so. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you know it. If you're my friend, I'm assuming you know it. But I'm a big Lil Yachty fan. I've been on record being a, a, a big Lil Yachty fan since day one. Not day one, but maybe like two or three. <clears throat> since since Cali on Fox. Since the Cali on Fox video. Like, I, I know when I became a Yachty fan. <laughs> I got that day down. Uh, but I had a few listens with this. Obviously, I was excited about it coming up. Uh, he he had rolled it out for a while. Now I will say this is just random, and this you know we don't really talk about sales much on this podcast, but uh, only doing thirty five to forty five thousand like this weekend, which pretty rough. Like that's pretty bad. Um, like Polo G sold twice that, and I've heard one of his songs. Uh, let's get to my my favorite song since it's on. I guess I was like, I, I had so after my first listen, I was um, I came away from it actually pretty bummed out, like pretty high key bummed, thinking, nah, this is like mostly a dud. Like I remember he- having heard some really dope songs, but that was like a few. Um, whereas the rest of the project was really boring. I, it felt like um, like the nut. Huh? Can you turn the music down a little bit? I can't hear you very well. Yeah, sorry, I'm gonna probably start over then. You just really like that song. God, that shit makes me go dumb. I've been going <laughs> dumb to it all weekend long. Right. Um, Pierre Born beat Lil Keed. I mean, I don't really know what else I want to ask for. But uh, yeah, so one listen through for me. I thought. Man, that was really disappointing. Actually, that was I'm um, I was really sad. Uh, a few good songs, like I knew off the bat, a few songs that I loved for sure. They knew they were in there. I will say, um, after another listen or two, I actually threw in like a few more songs that I realized I loved, and a couple more of those songs that I liked originally solidified into, um, like me loving them from you know kind of already enjoying them to loving them mm-hmm. so that actually makes me feel significantly better about the album i will say a lot of the songs i liked at first i either still liked or grew to like more whereas the songs i didn't like didn't necessarily grow on me at all like i think those songs are probably going to stay in their respective parts so there's a good section and a not so good section of the album for me 
Um, I think if you're like not a Yachty fan, this isn't one of his projects that will convert you, which I think, you know, if I felt that way, I might feel like this was a great album. If this mm-hmm. was something that sort of transcended his fan base, his core fan base. Uh, but, you know, I'm a I'm a big Yachty fan and I'm only probably sitting at like a seven with this. So I would say that's that's pretty rough for, you know, being on the upper end of my fandom. And I pride myself on being both a very genuine Lil Yachty fan as well as a realistic and an honest genuine, sorry, Yachty fan as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while I can definitely look at this with some easy, clear cut songs and clear favorite moments, uh, there are also some moments that are just undeniably average and boring and mediocre. And, uh, that's just kind of what comes with the, the territory of this artist. And, uh, I'm happy to have some songs that are going to stay in rotation for a long time. But as an album listening experience, for me, it was a, it was solid. And for anyone else, I think it's going to be, you know, range from solid to less than that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of agree. Like the like I said, I only listened to it once. Uh, but it was like it was the kind of first listen that you're like. Like, I, I didn't really remember a lot of tracks all that much, but I knew that when I was listening to it, I wasn't, like, skipping anything. And I feel like that's more of an indicator of, like, a, a negative connotation to an album. If, if I'm, like, skipping a track, yeah. I'm like, wow, I don't, I don't want to listen to this. But, like, you know, I'm standing in the sun on Friday, in the sunshine, early morning, at Trader Joe's with my mask on, just like listening to Yachty. It was not bad. Yeah, so. it's been pretty sublime to listen to. You know, I'm really not mad at it. Again, as mm-hmm. a fan who's willing to be lenient on this artist uh, and just take a lot of the good with the bad. Yeah, it's 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 a fun project. But, you know, you start listening closer than that. And then you start to upend the like what's enjoyable about it, right? Which kind of keeps it in check for me, and just makes me say, okay, this is like an okay record, and not a great record for sure. And I'm just kind of hoping that you know another song or two grows on me, like it did with Little Boat Two. Like off the rip, Little Boat Two to me was like painfully mediocre, average, and then it grew into. I mean, it's my second favorite album by him now at this point, and I, I keep mm-hmm. it on par with the first one in some respects. So, uh, yeah, coming from coming from the Yachty guy himself, uh, definitely worth a listen. Um, I love this song, Westside. Yeah, he takes a decent, you know, variance of beats for sure. You know, uh, I think he can go to. Uh, well, you just heard it in that last song to being way more melodic to this, you know. It's actually rapping a little bit. My that's other, the thing that... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, that's the thing that I feel like uh, with a lot of these artists that kind of came up on the... I hate I, I hate to call this like the SoundCloud, SoundCloud era rap, because yeah. it like... The mumble rappers. I, yeah, because it's like Yachty, I don't really feel like fits the category but he was lumped in especially with that double xl shit he was lumped in with all those guys mm. um but that's the thing that i feel like a lot of people don't 
you know, who might not do their due diligence as far as like, like looking at freestyles and interviews of artists and shit. Like Lil Yachty can rap. Like a lot of those guys that, you know, maybe get labeled by like, I hate to call them old heads, but like, you know, labeled by those like really critical of the yo, new generation yo. of rap. I'm telling you right now, the only one they're right about is Playboy Cardi. Yeah. Because Lil Yachty can rap, Lil Uzi Vert can rap. Yeah. Uzi, you know, and like Juice World could rap. You know, like a lot of those guys, you know, they can rap. They can rap. Just, they're not always the most consistent, but, you know, they can. Yeah. But that's because I feel like that's actually, I feel like that's actually a, a testament to their artistship because they can rap. But they can also do the melodies. They can do the singing. They like the auto tune. Yeah, they can say and fuck that all that shit, shit and go yeah, auto tune. Yeah, it's, ver- it's, ver- it's versatile. I totally like that's Lil Wayne reincarnate, and people love Lil Wayne. Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought I don't know. you know, there's there's at least in the great moments that I found, there was a couple different sounding tracks. You know, it wasn't like yeah. all the best songs sounded like each other. Because right. this West Side Joint goes hard. And then I'm going to skip forward into probably my other favorite song. Uh, Woo Child. She was sucking my dick like, wow. Wait, hold on. Let me bring this chorus back. Because this chorus is hot. My ears like anchovies. I don't want to be friends. That's the old me. Diamonds in my ears like anchovies. My big brother by my side like Janobi. He a shooter. His percentage just like Kobe. Yo. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's hard. There are a couple Dropping lines in there. Reference? There are a couple Ginobili lines reference? in there. I don't think make sense, but that shit is fire. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. spit it back. He said, uh, "I don't want to be friends. That's the old me. Diamonds in my ears like anchovies." Yeah, what does that mean? What it, I don't know. Bro. What does that mean? <laughs> Okay, and then he says, uh, my big brother right beside me, like Ginobili. And I was like, that's fire too, but what, I don't know what that means either. What's he referring to? Maybe his, maybe his, he's Tony Parker. I don't know. <laughs> that's what like, Tim Duncan? <laughs> yeah, are you, you're big one brother, of the Tim Duncan? First. I don't that's know. But he you're a shooter, his percentage just Bowen. like Kobe. Huh? <laughs> he's Bruce Bowen. He's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Greg Popovich. Um... Yeah, I love that hook. That and yeah, the little keyed record are my clear cut two favorite songs, and the two songs I've been repeating a lot since I listened to this. I think this album is is solid. I love Lil Yachty still. Also, shout out to Lil Yachty for being outside in the protest. Yeah. Megaphone. Shout out him. Shout out J Cole. Uh, shout out J Cole. I know there were more of you. Those are the two that I just thought of. Uh, shout out um, Jalen Brown of the Celtics. Mm. Every he's always out. He's always out in the streets. Lucky or actually Lucky Madani or or uh Alfredo next. I think I had Alfredo next. I want to save Alfredo for last. Okay, yeah. Let's go Lucky then. Lucky we can have All a right. quick conversation with. Yo, this shit is trash. I'm not gonna lie. It's not good. Really? Actually, that's that's a little harsh. <laughs> that's a little harsh. But I will say, I really liked, um, I really liked Ant's take on this. 
Ent does his album update, you know, on Fridays or Saturdays. New music update. Mm-hmm. He just gives like, you know, a quick rating to all the albums. Um, this one I thought he was pretty like spot on with, and the word that he used was it just felt largely irrelevant, quote unquote, probably to mm-hmm. his discography, you know, that he's, he's um, referring to. And uh, I guess I'll say, you know, I'm definitely not, definitely not the big Lucky fan. I like Lucky, but I definitely haven't put in that kind of work to his discography. I've heard a couple projects, but not many. So um, I guess just pointing it from that perspective, you know, it, it, it came off a little lackluster from, you know, I know a, a record or two that I like, but as a fan of him, I am curious, or sorry, but from someone who's a fan of him, you know, I would be curious to know uh, kind of how they feel about this, uh, knowing that they've listened to everything and that they've been a fan and they've kind of seen him progress. Um, which is why well, I'm kind of sad. Our, our guest is not here at the moment. Hopefully he still comes through, but he, he's a lucky fan. I would have liked to ask him that question. But Trent, um, real quick, because I always forget, what do you think about the album cover? So I think it's kind of <laughs> awesome. Uh, is it like a is, is it like a is it an okay computer thing? The the art style is like maybe referenced the referenced art style in and the color. Yeah, but then when I went I'm and I actually a, looked at okay computer, I realized these look significantly different. Yeah, I'm not crazy about this cover. <laughs> it I'm looks a like fan. A, I'm a fan. I think it's awesome. You are. Yeah, I like it. So we like it. we have conflicting points on both subjects, then, because I don't think the album is like great. Like I don't love this album, but so not like an eight out of ten. I'm not coming out the gates. This shit is trash. I know that was. You caught me trying to be spicy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was listening to it. This is I like I said. I've said this before. I think. Like listen, like a listening experience is kind of like helps me digest an album in different ways. And honestly, I was just walking around the neighborhood yesterday before it started like pouring, like dumping rain and shit. I was just walking bare around, just went on a nice long walk, listening to Lucky, and I kind of was fucking with the vibe, pretty heavy, like overcast but not raining. Got my Lucky on. Got the dog with me. <laughs> I don't know. It's the same kind of thing that I got from the Yachty thing where I don't really remember much of it. Like, it, nothing really jumped out at me. But, you know, this one's only 26 minutes. 12 songs, 26 yeah. minutes. It was easy to get through. And I didn't come away being like, that was bad. I came away being like, all right, listen to the Lucky album. This is a first, and to be, and, uh, be up front I, I don't know anything about Lucky this is the first project I listened to by him mm. okay so I had almost no reference point going in but as my first experience with him I didn't think it was bad it made me want to it made me at least want to like check out a little bit more about him yeah uh, the albums I, I see usually reference with Lucky uh, and I'm just taking a stab at you know what people usually think his best records are or records they love free wave three seemed to be the one that when it dropped people were excited about it uh and still 
now I think when people look back at Lucky Music, they seem to look at this one pretty fondly. It's got some some very important Chase the Money production on there. And it's also got this Earl Sweatshirt produced song too at the end of there. That I see that is probably his best song. Okay. Um, so there's that, and then the 2017 record before that, Watch My Back. I see people sharing that all the time. Um, this Days Before Three from 2019. Um, I don't see it talked about a lot, but I know I know some people who are fans of it. Mm-hmm. As far as all the records before that, they seem like they come from a slightly different era of Lucky, and I think he's had some shifts in his career. Apparently, I'm looking through his catalog right now. 2015, he has a song with Playboy Cardi. So, Damn. you know, that might tell you kind of where he was. Oh, even before that. Uh, that's right. He has a song with Chance the Rapper, 2015 yeah. as well. Dude, crazy. Yeah. yeah, so this guy's had several legs of his career uh, by now. At least a couple different eras for him. And uh, he's he's been in the game. So I will, I will say that maybe I'm a little bit more keen on this kind of music lately especially and i keep bringing him up after listening to snot (laughs) (laughs) yeah you dig right (laughs) i'm kind of all in on this like alternative like indie trap where you know they're like the artist is trying to do more than just like mainstream trap music Mm -hmm. um you know sometimes as with anything that people are trying, sometimes it doesn't work very well. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, at least the effort is there. And I think I'm definitely going to listen to some others. I didn't, I had no idea he had all these cool features in production. And I like some of these album covers make me want to listen to, to yeah, the album. That, that pink one is hard. The which one? The, the 2017, the pink one. Watch my back. Yeah. I want it like, yeah. Just the looking three, at that, I can three see one that. Hard. I, I wanna, yeah, there's and so even you know, the um, days before three one looks like some uh, uh, some Chief Keef Almighty So you know type right. shit. That looks hard too. Yeah, so I mean, I guess what I'm what I'm saying is maybe the album wasn't uh, it's not gonna make you know a big splash or anything, but it was enough to get me to like you know pique my interest on the artist, and I think that you know as long as it's doing that, it's doing most of its job. So. cool yeah i'm i'm open to this growing on me with more listens um there were again a lot of songs that just felt like complete duds to me but <laughs> at the same time what you said is is great it was it's a really short project um so you know it's like i'm not really crying over spilt milk uh, over a couple of bad songs or a couple of songs that just don't hit for me personally when i know they're you know i was able to throw three really good songs into this uh into this playlist so there's at least that and this is a pretty storied artist who i think is just kind of continuing to to do his thing but yeah i think if you go further back into his discography i think you'll hear better versions of what you're hearing on this project which is why to me it it feels like you know Mm. not you know like something that's you know maybe a little under below average for him so you get a little shortchanged yeah yeah absolutely uh cool seems like that's all we got to say on lucky so let's turn our attention to madani i feel like that's a good transition all right first things first i love songs that have a great first sorry i love albums that have a great first song 
think this album has a great first song. Yeah. I've been hearing some pretty mixed views on this from my peers. Uh, some people oh, loving wow. it like Madonna as usual. Some people finding it to be a little below average for Madonna. Madonna's a pretty exciting Brooklynite MC. He hangs with the Boys in the Slums crew. He's down with Earl. He's down with Mike. He's down with Navy Blue. He's down with Kia. He's down with Standing on the Corner. He's down with all of them. Right? Am I right? I mean, he used to be in the... Him and uh, Slauson had a group. Met Slauson. Way back. Met Slauson. They got a dope album. That one's called Poor Boy, or the song, or one of the songs is called Poor Boy? I don't remember the name of the album, but it's great. It's a really good yeah. album. Dope record. Uh, Madani's been out here for a minute. Uh, yeah. As all of them really have been putting out a lot of work, and um, so it's it's kind of been in the last year I think for us uh, to really get familiar with the guy and some of his, his really you know his best records. So uh, oh, also side note, Pax, I want to start doing this new thing. I want to start doing um, the week like I want to change our last week's music segment to whatever albums we talked about last week. Let's rank them into the discog- their respective discographies the following Ooh, week okay. after we've had a week to think about it. So, you know, in a week from now, I'm going to ask us, you know, when it comes to own pace, when it comes to full circle, when it comes to his other projects, or at least maybe just those two recent ones, you know, mm-hmm. how is this going to stack up? But I want to have a little more time to think about that. So uh, okay. we'll, we'll put a tack in that. Um, here are some complaints I heard about the record off the rip, you know, just from my friend. Um, lyrically, filler bars, you know, not like, like, uh, we've been talking about some albums for the past two weeks where we're like, yo, this dude did not waste a word. <laughs> right. And, uh, I guess I can agree with, you know, Madonna's rapping kind of sounds like, like freestyling. Like it almost sounds like as he writes, you know, he like riffs off the same, R- rhyming word mm-hmm. and so I, I kind of see that where it's like we're just kind of connecting one bar to another bar and, and you know it doesn't always serve a greater context maybe mm-hmm. so there's that and then here's my one other complaint about the record I guess before I praise a lot of the really good beats and a lot of the songs that I really enjoy there are a lot of songs that I would say I love off this record and a consistent enough amount of those throughout the record but what's interesting to me is that I have a hard time stringing together like two three four songs in a row that are great that hit that have a beat that grabs me um it almost feels like I go from great song to decent song to great song maybe another great song then a decent song then another decent song okay song great song you know and like that doesn't make a bad album but for someone that you're excited to hear from someone who's this talented um, you're looking for that wow factor you're looking for like how consistently am I being you know uh, excited about what I'm hearing um, so I'll pause there for a second and let you say kind of uh well, what do you think about the album cover? <laughs> album cover is dope, man. I'm iffy on the album cover. I'm iffy oh, man. We disagreed on everything. Yeah, I like this. This is a spicy episode. I love it. I love the album cover like this. It's like 
clear. It's obvious that it's like referencing the name of the album. Yeah. Um, you know, it's simple. It's a nice photo. I don't know. I just love the simplicity. But um, the album, though, I, I guess we won't disagree there. I'm kind of in the same boat where my main issue with it was the lack of like uh, development lyrically from track to track. I felt like it did end up kind of becoming a one one note kind of thing, but not in the same positive way that like the Kai album was. Yeah. Where you know, I can. It's a little longer than the Kai album too. So actually, it's about the same. But I don't know. I guess actually, that's that's a good point. That I I kind of felt like it was longer because I didn't feel like. It was as nice and smooth of a transition from track to track. It wasn't as easy of a listen to me. But a lot of these beats are some of the best that I've heard him rap over yet. That's a great strong point. Uh, the few features that are on here, great decision making. The Navy Blue and the Kia A and the Maxo are great. Um, but other than that, I'm kind of with you, where it, I didn't string together a great, like, run of tracks like most really good albums do for me. So that might be, you know, its biggest shortcoming. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty short fall. You know, I'm not... And even those songs that don't do a lot for me, you know, I, they're not grinding my ears or right. nothing like that. So... I think you have a consistent record. You just don't have a consistently great right. record. Which I think, you know, if certain songs don't grow on me. And, and this is one of those weekends where every one of these albums I've heard three times. Like, I, I got to mm -hmm. all of these records several times. At least the main ones that we're going to talk about. So, you know, by this point, usually there's another song or two to rise out of the, um, you know, to like rise up really grow on me in a third listen or something like that uh but it's pretty contained to what i enjoyed um you know at the time but uh as with some other madani records instrumentally a big standout a big highlight of the record and this ending track is one of my favorites i would recommend it uh it's on the playlist new music monday by deb demolino spotify playlist um, every one of these albums has a few songs from it that I love that I think you should check out. The last song on this album is my favorite beat probably. I love these extremely blissful little keys up top there, kind of accenting it. And then this kind of shangling beat. Yeah, it's like it's got some element of like a um, like a wind chime going on around there, and it's right things kind of sitting on top of each other in an awkward manner. It's such a awesome little intricate beat with a nice little pretty tune at the top of it. Yeah, the, it did. The album did start off and end very well, which matters. Say that much. Which matters. Those that matters. Those are the you know. Unless a, unless a track really grabs you in the middle, the beginning and the end of an album are the things you're going to remember the most. Yeah. So, 
and you I know, think when no, artists, nothing in the middle really grabbed me that much, but the beginning and the end did enough that like I think it's a good album. Me too. Hey, uh, you're kind of bringing up something I w- had been thinking about. How many albums? I'm really putting you on the spot. I don't expect you to have like a legit answer, but how many okay. albums? How many great albums are there out there that have? not a very good first song like that don't have a great first song how many great albums out there have a initial song that's like one of the bottom half tracks we might not have that answer today listener you might not have that answer today but i'm really curious to know if you if anything comes to your mind off rip or three days from now But I just what, think what about is, so many albums I love and so many legendary records, and they tend to have right. like a great opening record. Right. Like uh, what is what is the opening track? I like for some reason cannot rack my brain. What's the opening track from my beautiful dark twisted fantasy? Uh gorgeous. All right, so that's a great track. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> that's that's one of the best tracks on that. It's album. one of the best songs, yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna fact check myself real quick because I know there's like a so there's dark fantasy. It's actually that's dark just fantasy. like an intro. That's just like that's just like Nicki Minaj talking, right? Or no, that's a who's that talking? I woke up back in Paris. Yeah, no, a great song. Oh, yeah, can you yeah. get much? Can we get oh, much dude, higher? Yeah. Nah, okay. yeah, that's a good yeah, song. Great. Um, even even like um, even uh, you know, I don't. I'm not like the huge, huge Earl uh, some rap songs fan, but what's mm-hmm. the first song on that? Chatter Dreams, I think. Yeah. Another one of my favorite joints off there. Think about T-Pab. Wesley's Theory is basically my favorite song on that album. Um, here's another one. Common B, uh, the intro. Legendary. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's like the be- That's the best intro. That's got to be one of the best <laughs> like titled intro tracks ever. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So uh, um, anyone out there, think about that. Get back to me. Yeah. You can get back to me. I, I mean, I don't have one off the top of my head. I'm sure there is a couple, but a lot of great albums usually start with their best foot forward. And mm-hmm. uh, I know there are a lot you of know, albums out there that are mediocre that start with a great first song because I think people know right. to put one of their best songs or they know how to set a tone with a record, but they don't know how to follow up with it. But uh, yeah. Hey, real quick, before we talk about... Um, our star album for the week. Let's get through the rest of the music that dropped this week. Anyways, uh, yeah, Amine. He got a new song out. I think it's pretty fire. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we also, the, an album that we're not really going to get to. I guess there's a couple. Uh, people should know that the Lil Wayne Deluxe album is out, Funeral Deluxe. Uh, it's got a feature from Lil Uzi Bird on there that's really fire, with a great beat. Uh, Benny the Butcher's on there. A couple other tracks on there. The Doja Cat tracks on New Music Monday All-Star, Chance De La Soul. Mm. I think he's got something new coming up. He just dropped a single. And uh, this track is particularly like a little bit more colorful, alive, like new sounds uh, as opposed to the the samples that he was using on the previous couple projects. Sounded like um, kind of um, antique is the word I'm 
trying to use. Flatbush Zombies also out with a single, which does not sound like a lot of people have been hearing about that, to be honest, with um, the circle of music listeners that we usually talk to. Not getting brought up at all. Uh, most uh, people seem kind of past Flatbush Zombies uh, in a way. Which I don't know how you feel about that, but I have been never really been a Flatbush Zombies fan. I gotta be real. I've been a Michi Darko fan. I've been wanting a Michi Darko solo album for since forever. Yeah. Uh, now nah, I saw them. I saw them live when they opened for Joey Badass, and I thought it was really good. But you I've have never, a great concert. I've seen them live too. They have an, They have an awesome concert. Yeah. Uh, I've never been like huge on them. I always wanted like Michi to do like a collab album with somebody else. Yeah. Like I, I want to see what he would do with like a different, a different crew. Like solo, I know he could do his own thing. But I wonder, like, I wonder how much Flatbush Zombies, the the like crew, really elevates him as an individual. Yeah, I think um, I think Ju Ice and I think Eric are really t- are talented, but I mm-hmm. just think like aesthetically, as a as for me, Meech is so far beyond them in terms of like performance and aesthetic and mm-hmm. yeah i just would like to see him doing his own thing like left to his own devices because a lot of these songs you know like eric really does come through with the infrastructure of these songs and, um, yeah and they they go in in those directions so i will say eric uh, you, you know you've watched like rhythm roulette right yeah, I haven't seen his, I don't think. Yo, he's got like <clears throat> upper echelon, like big crit. He's nice. Wonder. He is nice. He's super talented. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him work, so I, I understand that. Um, they are just a hit or miss group. They really are. Yeah. Um, I'm with and you. I think you're right. Like he would be cool doing something like like what if him and Joey Badass did a project together? Like that could be kind of right. cool. Yeah, right? that'd be awesome. That would be kind of cool. Um and then you just get some you know, I think he could attack so many different kinds of beats the way his voice is. Um, I just would really, again, like to hear him left up to his own devices. But, yeah, I like that song. Uh, G Herbo, also PTSD Deluxe album out. The only song I added to the playlist from it was the little Uzi Vert song. <clears throat> also, another album that we're not going to get to. But... Um, Jeez, this this is definitely this is really really up our alley considering what we talk about. But Eastern, you know what I'm talking about. Eastern yeah. medicine, Western illness, preservation. Who is a producer? I, I believe he's the producer of all these tracks. Uh, put out 13 songs, each with different performing artists. Uh, many of which we have talked about a lot on this podcast. So let's bring up some things. like. I mean, this is crazy, a crazy, is crazy. The, the album cover <laughs> is amazing. The production yeah. is it, it. It it usually offers up whatever this artist tends to already go for, but does a really solid job of it. Uh, Quelle Chris, Mock Hami, twice on here. Nicholas F, Navy Blue, Billy Woods, Rock Marciano. Uh, an, uh, like I said, another Mock Hami song with Your Old Drew, Ka. 
is on here as well. Um, yeah, I got a chance to listen to this twice. Yeah. I don't know if you have anything to say about it other than really cool project. Check it out. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit more next week. Yeah. If it's a dry week, I do want to talk about it. This was, it's like, it's got a, I mean, it's, it's the best, like, you know, producer with a bunch of people on an album this year. I mean, I'm trying to think of other ones. Cause like yacht, what was the one with the alchemist one? Uh, yacht rock. Yacht. Yacht, yacht rock. Did that, did that, that come out this year? year? That was last year. Okay. We haven't, I haven't well, really had one of really these the projects to be honest this then. year. <laughs> But this would be like if DJ Khaled, you know. Right. <laughs> the DJ Khaled well, of the shit we like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If DJ Khaled was me. If I was DJ yeah. Khaled. <laughs> this, this is the project I would make. Uh, yeah, so I definitely wanted to bring that up. Um, not any other singles that I care so much about. There's a new black single out. Oh, and Rosalia does, a, does another song with Travis Scott. So Travis Scott got her on the remix of uh highest in the room and now she's doing uh, a travis scott featured song called tkn it's a little more on the reggaeton vibe and um that's cool they rosalia and travis scott are best friends now how do you what do you think about that i like them i like them they they're, i like rosalia a lot and i think travis scott needs to distance himself from some of his other crap, like hey, as wife, far as artists mainly. that aren't gonna get Travis Scott itis, like with their feature, like right. making their song his song, uh, Rosalie is definitely defying that. <laughs> She's making yeah. them do something different. So uh, that's cool. I I actually haven't even gotten a full listen on on the record yet, so I still need to check that out. But yeah, Black ATL Freestyle, uh, random soccer mommy song out, uh, Saint John remix with Future future a new key track out that is a funny one and that's all i have on the playlist today so definitely check out the playlist it's pretty straight to the point but full of Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good music out this week definitely check it out but you'll also see it on the new music monday on instagram story let's talk about our album of the week Fuck that. I'm not on the fine shit. Your mother, take the garbage out. Yeah, don't lose the beat, motherfucker. All right, so here's what. Here's another instance where I want to make sure we say, great first song. Yeah. At least I'm feeling that way. Now, I also thought it was cool that this was released as the single a day before. Yeah. I think that's cool. Like, that's smart. You're not taking anything out of the listening experience by giving them the first song one day early. I think that's awesome. Right. I was going to say, I I, I think it's smart to make this single. Go ahead. Sorry. You take nothing out of the album listening experience by giving that first song out, you know, really right. soon before you're about to drop. Yeah, no, I just think it's smart, you know, give the single as the first song. Because that's going to be your palate cleanser in a lot of yeah. ways for people, too. I mean, you already know it. It's like, fine, fine. if you don't want to listen to it again, just skip it. It's not like you're breaking up the 
the track order at all. Yeah. But I don't know why you wouldn't want to listen to this again because it's because it's fire. one of the best songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll say the songs I put on the playlist. Not necessarily all the best songs because I don't want to give it to all the features, but I definitely consider for someone who just uses this playlist or hear about some new music and maybe check out an album if they hear some good songs. Uh, I figured, you know, well, this 1985 one doesn't have a, a feature, but I figured the Rick Ross track, the Tyler track, yeah. or sorry, the, the Wang Sap and, and uh, Tierra Whack track. In the Conway Machine track were definitely major highlights. Were there, besides 1985, was there another track that didn't have a feature that was maybe in the top three to four songs for you? Because I think it's... Well, I gotta, like, refresh myself. Yeah, sorry, I wanted to give you yeah, a sec to look the, at track. Uh, Skinny Shug. Skinny Just Shug. the... Okay, the cool. Alk went crazy on the, that beat. That sample was crazy. Yeah, cool. Um, so I'm glad for you then that, that that it's not like a top four of tracks with features. Honestly, I'm not even that. I'm really not that crazy on the Tyler track, to be honest. Okay. Actually, I'm not that. I'm not like not that it's bad. It's just it wasn't it wasn't my favorite. One of my favorite tracks, the Tyler and the Benny track. I'm not crazy about, but the Benny verse I really like. The Benny track I'm not crazy about, and the Benny verse I'm not crazy about. Really? Okay. That's my least favorite song on here. Now, I want to backtrack a sec. Yeah. I said Wang Sap and Tierra Whack, which actually showed up on the Little Boat album, on the Little Yachty album. Tyler, oh, ASAP Rocky, and Tierra Whack on the same song. Uh, I didn't even I to, said that. I wanted to circle the block, if you will, and, yeah. and ask you... Uh, Tyler's verse on this album or Tyler's verse on on the Lil Boat album? Tyler's verse on the Lil Boat album because coming after a Freddy verse is really hard. <laughs> sure. sure. And I don't think he's... I don't, I don't think he elevated that much. But I think that the Lil Boat... I think... I don't know if that's just by nature of like Tyler the Creator and ASAP Rocky is like what everybody wants to see all the time, mm. but I don't think that the the Yachty track would have been as interesting without Tyler. But sure. I don't think Tyler did that much to elevate the Freddie track. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this Tyler verse. Now I will say, and we're about to hear it in a little bit. I think who probably had the best guest verse on here i'm gonna say is rick ross i'm gonna say it's rick ross uh but i like tyler's verse on the song that we're about to hear but i will also say that i think freddie's verse and the beat itself set everything else uh, like set it all up like you know you weren't gonna go down from there especially with tyler being on the track i, I will not say he elevated it further like a lot but he definitely just kind of maintained the the sweetness of the track itself so. that's uh, fair i guess i'll give i guess i'll give it to this one you know just to keep it spicy uh, keep us you know, at odds for the for the episode i think i just want to i think the best feature is the conway feature 
That's my. That would be my second. That would. Yeah. We, okay. So we have a flip because I would say Conway and then and then Ross. Uh, here's another instance too. Um, each one of these features goes real well, like with what they're paired with. And I think that's par for the course for Alchemist Records, I guess. <laughs> Just because Alchemist is a fucking genius. Yeah, a real wizard, and you know, also a lot of these guys he's uh, he's worked with. He's familiar with Conway. He's familiar with Benny. He knows how you know. He knows how they like to cook. Uh, you know, Tyler and Rick Ross. Yeah, that's a little more out there for them. But I think you know, it's probably one of those scenarios where like you hear this. I mean, how could you have heard? this beat that we were just listening to and not think rick ross would absolutely murder that right you know especially if you're if you're those guys so um yeah each one of these fits real well um what else i saw i saw uh sorry this is not important but i saw a uh like a meme that was rick ross and freddie gibbs in the like somebody photoshopped them into the wario and waluigi clothes <laughs> and it like yeah, really weirdly this. it weirdly worked like so so kind of, freddie was the big tall waluigi yeah rick ross was, was wario it was it was pretty accurate you gotta send me that or put it up on I'll, your virtual background I'll, I'll, I'll try to find yeah i'll try to get it on the background next next pod <laughs> A virtual background shit. We got to do more with that. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Uh, what's another thing to bring up about this project? Uh, well, we didn't talk about the album cover. Okay. I'm about to ask you. What did you think of the album cover? Nah, I'm not crazy about it. What? <laughs> I'm not crazy about it. What? And I, I, I was a little bit. At first, I was like, I don't like this at all. <laughs> but then somebody astutely pointed out to my fucking dumb ass that Alfredo is a, is a combination, oh, is a co- of, combination of Alchemist and Freddy. <laughs> Bro, and I felt so stupid when someone told me that. But no, it's not a bad album cover. I just like, I don't really get the like marionette puppet part all that much with the with the pasta. I thought that if they had made the cover more similar to the like um, the promo for the single, where they had like the pot the pasta in the beaker. Uh, I didn't see. Uh, it, I mean, also I, I watched the music video for 1985, and they have it in the music video. But um, it's just like, you know, it's like some like cooking crack setup, but it's, yeah, they, they have yeah, like pasta yeah. and water. But I thought that would have been a sicker album cover, but I'm not, I guess I, I don't not like it. I just, I'm not crazy about it. I think, I think it's a Godfather thing. I think it's like a God, oh. Godfather reference. I'm not super familiar with the Godfather either. So. I've never seen the Godfather, which is. <laughs> a shortcoming of, of, of my life to this point but um, i'm more of a i'm more of a goodfellas guy i i just well i had seen goodfellas when i was like four, 13 14 but um i just recently watched goodfellas like probably for really the first time uh 
like a month ago. But um, yeah, I love this cover. I love the colors. I I love the the depiction of it. Yeah, I don't like one thousand percent, you know, be like, oh, I get everything about what they're referencing here. <laughs> but as a picture, love the picture for sure. Um, also, we got to give a shout out to our boy Shay, uh, our homie Snazzy Fight, obligatory member who posted a super dope alternate little. Uh, not a cover, yeah. but you know, a little inspo art um, <clears throat> for for the Alfredo thing, and he did a Godfather like you know hand marionette thing. Yeah, uh, and you know had a it's it's dope. Check him out, Snazzy Fied. Um, yeah, we got his shit going up pretty good. Uh, so Trent's oh wait, it songs. is a Godfather. It's totally a Godfather thing. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't even know that that was that's like the literal logo. I didn't know that. The marionette with the hand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so pulling strings. Alfredo strings. I'm glad we've worked this out on <laughs> in real time, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. That was a bombshell you dropped there, Trent. I I you shocked me. You you dropped a bomb on me for a moment there. I was no. like, what? Disagreeing on everything today. Me. But that was a spicy moment, man. Thanks for keeping us yeah. thanks for keeping us at odds. This is a great episode. Try, man. Yo, <clears throat> all right. So your favorite song was Skinny Shug, or one of? Yeah. Was it your favorite? No, no. My favorite was e- either Scotty Beam or Babies and Fools. Scotty Beam or which one? Uh, Babies and Fools, the Conway track. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. One, one of those two. Yeah, he uh, Conway gets in his gets in a different bag there. <clears throat> I thought as far as the Conway verses go, that was pretty one of one for him. Yeah. Uh, talking about family life and, and home life. But, oh, here's another thing that I wanted to praise about the features. Um, the features on this project, not only are they paired well with the song, but they do a pretty good job of mirroring the content or the idea of the song. Yeah. And the Conway one is a great example of that because they're both talking about like the same kind of thing about family life and what that's like for someone who really like grew up the way they grew up like really in the shit and then you know now you know maybe what some of their shortcomings may be as parents because they're just low-key desensitized people in some way <laughs> right um yeah, I. This is an album that leaves me with not too much to say, because I've already come to expect a lot from Freddie, and I've already come to expect a lot from Alchemist in the past couple of years. Uh, well, really, I mean, for both of them over a long period of time. But in the last couple of years, I mean, they both have been doing a lot of really, really incredible work. Um, better than Freddie? I was, li- I was about to ask you. How do you put this pits against Fred? I think that's Fetty. a good um, question for me because I'm a, I'm a big Fetty fan. Yeah. And, um, uh, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say this is the better album between the two, even though I, I'm I'm kind of like emotionally par- uh, par- partial to to right. Fetty. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree actually. I but it's kind of weird because I feel like when I listened to Fetty for the first time, I was immediately like all in on it like even the tracks i didn't love i was like these are still cool 
like there's one track in particular i can't remember the name of it but like it's just it's like one of the like one-offs where it's just freddy is it now and later like, gators is that the one where he's singing yes like I yeah, got that song i don't gators on. i don't love that song i love the beat but i don't love freddy's performance on it uh-huh. but i say that to say even that track i was like finding all yeah, the yeah. good pieces of it and with this album i wasn't immediately like oh this is better than Freddy. i love every track on this album i actually was kind of mid on a couple of songs me too specific specifically the benny the butcher song i wasn't crazy about but but now that i've listened to it a couple times it's shorter it's more digestible i think alk did a little better on this one i think it's more concise and it's mixed way better than Fetty. I don't know. Like, Fetty is mixed really weird. Um, hey, you know, I think, um, I will say, going back to the Tyler track, though, I did think the Tyler verse <clears throat> is a little drowned out by the beat. I don't know if yeah. someone wants to go back and listen to that. Confirm me, but I felt like that track was mixed a little bit weird. Otherwise, I right. didn't notice a problem with any other song. Yeah. No, I'm... And I, I think that while an album of All Currency and Freddie is really cool, I would, I've, I've gotten Currency and Freddie in other places. I haven't gotten a lot of Tyler and Freddie. I haven't gotten a lot of Rick Ross and Freddie. Like that's the kind of shit that like, it gets me more stoked than yeah. Currency and Freddie. Yeah, but it made me feel like this project was, um, significant in his discography you know yeah besides the fact that it's good besides the fact that uh the tracks themselves are just you know what they are (laughs) there's some there's some exciting moments in him getting like a perfect rick ross beat for a rick ross song Uh, right i don't i haven't heard them together yet as far as i know him and tyler the creator um it's cool it's so cool to just continue to see who Tyler wants to work with and who he actually ends up putting out songs with. And, I mean, he'll do mm-hmm. anything with anybody uh, as is super obvious with him being on a Lil Yachty and a Freddie right. Gibbs album on the same day. Uh, so. Yeah, and actually, I think that's like very... I think that's like, we don't give Tyler enough credit for like, he's so comfortable, like just in himself and that he could be on like... Lil y- the song with Lil Yachty is like super upbeat. Like it, it's totally a Lil Yachty track. And the song with Freddie, it's a little bit more geared. Like I could tell it's a little bit more geared towards Tyler than it is Freddie. But he still sounds so comfortable. It's still clearly a Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist track. And, and you get a totally different Tyler than that yeah, Yachty song you're talking entirely about. Entirely different, yeah. His job on that Yachty track is to rap, but also employ the colorfulness of the record while turning into this uh, Freddie record. No, he's really rap. He's like trying to, you know, kind of, well, actually, now that I think about it, he, he kind of does like a more blissful and um, kind of reflective right. verse. But, right, go ahead. But the, the shifting of gears always seems to be there and when he was yeah. on the west side gun album he did the same thing yeah i think he uh it's weird i don't like to call it like like grown up or like mature or anything because i don't think that's like accurate to like tyler but i do think that he knows when to switch it into like he knows when he can and when he should switch it into like 
yo, I've been rapping. Like, look yeah. at Wolf, look at Cherry Bomb. I've been rapping. Yeah, I love and, to hear Tyler rap. Yeah, like, no, I, me he's too. Underrated. You know, I don't want to say like lyricist per se, because I'm not trying to put him in that box. But like his punchlines, his entendres and metaphors and similes and stuff, like all that part of his kit is real tight. Like, right. Like, you know, I think his punchlines are great, and I think he's really witty and really creative. With, yeah. I mean, I think you can really go to toe to toe with rappers like Freddie. Uh, Freddie's yeah. kind of a machine. He's kind of way up there, but. Um, you know, I think you can really go to toe to toe with the dudes that really rap. Yeah. The, the other the other quick thing I want to say about this project is like the first three tracks back to back to back, like Freddie came out like swinging. <laughs> yes. Like night. Like the the energy is crazy. Yeah. I mean the energy just from from rip to the end of scotty beam and look at me is good too but the end of scotty beam <coughs> um excuse me the energy is just like off the charts and each of those uh, three different songs they give you something pretty different so yeah, i love the 1985 different. you know uh michael jordan 1985 i'm traveling with a cocaine circus that song is is grimy that song mm-hmm. is hip-hop uh that song that song is totally like such an alchemist beat too. That's such a right out of the alchemist book. Right. God is perfect though. You then flip it into something that's really like kind of hip hop. Like this is the song I was thinking. I should send this to my dad. Um, right. Like this and the Rick Ross song. I was like, my dad would, would love this. And it's because he comes right on. Microphone check one two. Mike checker. Like that's some hip hop ass shit that you never, never hear in hip hop anymore. Whenever um, you hear Freddie, Freddie say microphone check anything, you know yeah, it's about to be. Yeah, crazy. and so that's a great little hook and 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 beat there. And then Scotty Beam is just this like Maybach music, you know, gorgeous, yeah. you know, marble floors ass song. I have a question. I, I don't know if you know the answer to, but I've noticed this recently on like a lot of projects. How come like Rick Ross isn't? Like, it doesn't say featuring Rick Ross. Yeah, I was wondering that, too. Like, I don't know, like, you what got the, featuring what the Benny the Butcher, featuring Tyler the Creator, featuring Conway the Machine, and then right. you have no feature in the title for Rick Ross, but he's credited right there right. next to the song, Rick Ross. Your score, or, or your potential score, or the score you have right the second for Alfredo. Yeah, I gave it an 8.5. <laughs> I'm going eight. Going eight. I told you I've like I've been like defaulting to eight five. It's gotta sit a little more for me for sure. Yeah. Great record. Can't wait to tell my dad about it. Yeah. It's definitely not lower than an eight for me. Yeah, but... I'm putting it at like this is the lowest. It was I almost was at like a seven five. I thought in the first listen. So again, I've I've heard this like a few times now. The first listen, I came away from it thinking that there were like three or four songs that were really just okay, and then mm-hmm. I realized that was only like one or maybe two. Um, yeah, and now I'm kind of like, okay, there's like at least four or five songs, half the album almost that I love. There's about two, three more songs that I think are really solid, and then the Benny the Butcher track was the one I had the problem with the most. And uh, yeah, that spells that spells eight for me at the at the moment. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I would bring up obligatory of the week, but neither you nor I really sent almost any scores this week. Which is <laughs> I just didn't to say the least. Did not really have an interest in what we were scoring. <laughs> we had a couple records that I could have sent scores for, like. There was maybe one of these that caught me off guard, and I just maybe forgot. But uh, hold on, I'm, I'm I'm looking obligatory right now. So we had a punk series full of a bunch of albums that I wasn't gonna try out. Uh, the Brave Little Abacus, I hear about this record often. Never listened to it. Didn't want to be a fake fan. Uh, Eminem, the Marshall Mathers LP, though, oh. very worth talking about. Uh, yeah. What's the average amount of comments we get on a post? 40 to 80? Yeah. That sounds about right. Some have 20. Um, Marshall, Ma- Marshall Mathers LP, 573 comments. Oh, my God. We haven't even gotten to the score yet. Staff score, 71.6. Community score, 85.3. That is a huge split. That's got to be one of the biggest splits. Split. <clears throat> Which is rare. The What did we have recently that was... Um, we had a really big split on, on something. It was uh, maybe Charlie XEX or no, it wasn't. Young Lean. I have no idea. Uh, so that, that combines for a total aggregate score of 78.5. Under 80 for the Marshall Mathers LP. Uh, a lot of people... You know, that gets thrown in the hip-hop classics bag <clears throat> for for most listeners out there. Um, it was but, the first question. I took over obligatory yesterday. It was the first question I got. Yeah, was, what are your thoughts on Eminem? I want to yeah. know. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Also, also, score. also <laughs> shout out Pax yesterday taking out the taking over the obligatory Instagram story. Yeah, and, it, was, uh, it was really fun. My biggest gripe that I got from people was which I don't understand what the big deal is. Uh, people, somebody asked me my top five hip hop, you know, top five rappers. Yeah. And I put Snoop at five because I love Snoop. And people were on my, on my case about that. Not mad at it. Nope. You know, no one, no one was telling me who I, who I should have. In some, in some circles of hip hop, it's blasphemous to not have Snoop in your top 10. Yeah. So somebody told me Snoop wasn't top 150. I was like, stop it. You just, you just, it just depends on where you shift the goalposts because I, I can understand. I can reason with people that are like, that are really, uh, critical on like your overall discography. He's got a lot of albums. Yeah. But you know, to another person, the fact that he has a lot of albums and he has a sense of longevity is just as much a plus to them. Uh, and how they define who's really great, you know, when it comes to hip hop. Oh, right. Thirty years later, we still are checking out your single. I think that's a big deal. Um, you know, am I gonna be checking out the fucking Lucky single in thirty years? The Madani single in thirty years? Not saying that these are some of the greatest rappers of all time. I'm just saying, like. Right. Let's, let's think about how silly we sound when we say I'm going to be listening to so and so in 30 years. Not to mention, like, in a, it's just like it was a casual question. Like, I didn't put a lot of thought into that. 
But part of the reason why I love Snoop Dogg is just that I fucking love Snoop Dogg, like as a person. Like he's just one of the one of the best people in entertainment. So like that plays a role for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm 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 with you there. Not in my top five, but he's somewhere in my top. I mean, Doggy Style is my favorite album ever. So let's let's start there. He's gotta be somewhere in my top like fifteen to twenty. Well, that's obligatory of the week. Um, I don't know, man. I think we hit it. I think we hit it all. I think we 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 got the the shit we needed to get out of the way out of the way at the beginning. I think we had four great reviews there. Um, I think I really felt like I nailed my opinion on those, and it seems like you feel pretty right with how you felt about those as well. Uh, obligatory of the week. Sorry, um, our bad. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> bounce back hard this week. And, uh, yeah, man, I kind of just want to leave it at that. Um, Pax, am I forgetting anything that we really should bring up before we get out of here? Yes. What's up? Trent's tourneys. The winner. Oh, shit. Let's look. Let's look now. You're going to have to look at mine, too, because I'm on my phone recording. Right. All right. So go to the Dev Domolino story. Uh, Trent's tourneys, New Music Monday covers. So here are the top four. We have... uh, Episode 71, which is was Trent's pick. Uh, Trent kind of whipped my ass for most of this tourney. Um, or, or let's say in the early stages, he, he whipped my ass pretty hard. So 71 was the Mitsubishi uh, Solange one, which um, pretty dope. I mean, that's definitely one. That's the first one you grabbed. So cool yeah, that, that, that makes it to the top. Uh, one of the ones I grabbed somewhere in the middle. Uh, just to make sure I had it, but was not sure that it was going to be in the championship round. Uh, the Kanye West Paranoid song over this little like Android looking, I don't care anymore, pink, blue, black, you know, uh, thing going on. Another one of my favorites for sure, uh, but definitely didn't see it getting this far. In the consolation round, uh, fighting for third place, we have the Chuck Stranger song, another, uh, another PAX, one of these with the... Um, with uh, Krillin and Gohan staring off in the sunset. We, we know that one. Um, right. And then going up against it was the, uh, oh, Ghostface Killers, Offset, uh, yeah. the dog. It's a cool one. I didn't expect it to get that far. Uh, but it was duking it out for first place. And right now, at least on my story, it seems that the, a, a decent majority went with the uh, Chuck Strangers. Gohan Krillin, Off in the Sunset, and the Mitsubishi, Episode 71, Trent's Pick. Uh, but let me yeah. check Trent's story to corroborate the fact that his number one overall pick is going to win this tourney. Uh, I'm voting for me right now. 71% voting for Episode 71 on Loud Pax's story. That means Loud Pax is the winner of this Trent's tourney. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it a buck, man. Keep it I a buck. don't. I think I've won like maybe once one of these tourneys. Not true. I never you won the first one. Well, I think I won the first one, but I don't think I don't. I've like never won one since then. <laughs> it's either it's either you win or the person who you play like, against wins. Yeah, who yeah who like so. 
or I've not won in a long time. All right, that feels good, man. This is a big dub for me, man. <laughs> you know, he, he's good. He's looking. He's looking good and spry. Man, I'm happy. Yeah, that's no, all I needed. You should be, man. Excellent first pick by you. I'm jealous. Uh, GG, I, man. Yeah, I, I bow down. Solid match, man. Um, cool. I'm gonna say this is the end of the episode. Thank yeah. you guys for listening. Thanks for bringing up Trent Sterney. I'm glad we didn't forget. Um, <laughs> yeah, next week we're gonna be talking albums of the month for sure. Uh, which this week gave us a lot to consider. And really this whole month gave us a lot to consider. So I'm excited to see what our lists uh, shape up to be like, although it seems like we liked a lot of the same records this month. So let's see, mm-hmm. you know, where exactly these things land. But uh, yeah, man, um, fuck the police. How about that? Let's end it on that note. Um Season four, episode 16. I'm I'm sad we didn't have our guest today. Very cool guest was lined up, but he's asleep. So, <laughs> you know, we uh, we up getting this money, you know? Yeah, um, next time. Yeah, season four, episode 16. Uh, loving season four so far. Excited about season five. So we'll talk to you guys soon. Next week, that is, I mean. And uh, we love you for listening this far into the episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Pax. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, I appreciate you.